Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show. My name's Cole Madden and we're here once again to talk about the week's Apple and tech related news. And who's going to join me this week? Well, we have another four panel once again, starting off with Mr. Alan Vickers. How's things? Yeah, very well, Carl, actually. I've had a, I've had a good week, mainly because I uh, discovered a, a new cafe that had opened on my walking route. A cafe? I, I do like coffee. A cafe, yeah. Cafe so it's one of these like, industrial things, like a modern industrial kind of thing. It's not not very nice ambience or anything, but <laughs> none of that matters because when I connected to its free Wi-Fi, uh-huh. I noticed that I get um, download speeds of nearly 90 megabytes. What? Megabits, rather. 90, yeah. And ups, uploads of nearly 50 I couldn't believe it. It's like four times better than my house. So I think I'll, I'll be spending quite a lot of time there in the future. Are you there now? <laughs> no, but I did think that might be a solution to some of my comms problems. <laughs> if I get any problems, I'll just nip in the car, drive yeah, down there and park, park outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> Egg and chips and free Wi-Fi to go, please. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, sir. Um, you're not going to share where that is, are you? You're going to keep it a secret. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little find. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely packed. There were about 20-odd people in there, about three or four um, MacBooks or MacBook Pros or whatever, <laughs> or MacBook Airs, loads of iPads, loads of Android phones, and I, st- I still got nearly 90 download when I did a speed test. And the staff can't work out why it's so popular. <laughs> yeah. I said, really good tea here. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> okay. So how many people do you reckon are working on their screenplays? <laughs> yeah. They don't look the type, to be honest. They look, right. they look very... Um, they look like they were doing some admin. You mean they don't look like they're starving? <laughs> Except for the school kids. They're all in there, crowded around their iPads and their iPhones. And God knows what they're downloading. <laughs> Mining Bitcoins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking who doesn't know what they're downloading, Dean Murphy, how are you, sir? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had... Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Unlike my devices, which are all on the latest and unstable betas. Oh, just, here we go. Just graced us. <laughs> we, we'll be talking about that in a minute, but we just get our normal updates... <laughs> I think like it feels like the fifth one in about a month, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, you get the special betas, so, so we're going to come back to you in a little moment to see what you've what see what the skinny is on on your recent <laughs> download there, and the fact that you was brave enough to do it. So uh, stupid enough, you're stupid enough. Well, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> courage, I think courage. We'll go with yes. courage. That's right. Good word, <laughs> Apple approved word. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, speak the courage. He's joining us again. <laughs> Stephen Leach, how are you, sir? I'm very good, thanks, Carl. Are you talking about the brewery or? or... <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do if you want. I know, I know Cur- you like your beer. The brewery. <laughs> I know you like your beer. I certainly do, and I'm having one right now because um, it's been a busy week, and uh, it's uh, a chance to relax and uh, have a nice chat with you guys. There you go. Not, no, you, this is not relaxing. This is terrifying. Doing this, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hearts, heart rates. If I was hooked up to my my um my blood pressure machine, it would be broken at this point it'd be going what the hell are you doing anyway really well speaking of something that will get my blood pressure pressure going this weekend i have decided i've known my girlfriend for a while now <laughs> at least a few months i'm going to introduce her home to some home automation this weekend oh. <laughs> and you think dean's the one with the courage <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> i've got i've got I, I went through all my old tech junk now she doesn't know his old tech junk we'll keep that secret it's all the stuff that <laughs> i don't use anymore but i found some uh chromecast that i don't i no longer use i found an old alexa um not a, not sorry not a, forget that word forget the a word mm. i didn't say that i've got uh, an old echo dot as well lying around mm. and i've got uh an old amazon 
t- Fire TV and a few other little things, and and a, and a co home as well. Uh, sorry, a Google Home, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this all together and 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 put it in her house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to try and amaze her by like making the lights come on with this Wemo switch I've got and 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 things like this. And apparently, you can control. I've never actually done it myself, though. You can tell like uh, Google to play. I don't know the Crown on Netflix on the TV, and it will go through the Chromecast and it will c- come up on the screen. And I think I think that will blow away if I can if I can perform that kind of magic if I can get it working. Wow. <laughs> Especially if you can do it on one meg of bandwidth. Yeah, okay. We, we, it, it works okay. I mean, every time we watch something so on the telly, it seems okay. Yeah, she's got one meg. I don't, I'm going to have to do something about that as well. That's no good. I wonder if I can run a cable from that calf you use, Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> that could work out quite well. Anyway, so that's that's my weekend project. Also, today, today my Amazon spot arrived as well, and I just set that up literally minutes before we started the show. And I've got to say, it looks kind of groovy. It, mm. You know, the, the small little round face and a little clock on it. It does. There's something homely about it. I don't know. It's, I know it's early days yet, but it's all the, the voice sounds nice and it sounds relaxing. And I've set it up for an alarm f- for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and uh all the light looks it looks futuristic yeah do you remember in the 1970s there was that um crt television that was in a in a sort of a sphere case and that was like trendy yeah. it was like a vision of the future right, it reminded yeah. me of that really so yeah. anything circular or um spherical reminds me of that it does it does seem to work i mean you know place it doesn't balk when i say can you play some country music and stuff like that it doesn't do a dean and go oh <laughs> on me or anything like that i haven't tried it with you two it might explode if i do that so no it's, it's sitting there all glowing away looking lovely muted at the moment obviously in case i say the a word which we said a few times last week and got a bit of bother for but but that's the risk you take listening to this show we could set something off we could say the a word and then ask you to buy something and no but uh yeah. Anyway, you could say, so to, you could say to it, Carl, um, could you please play some music? Um, I'm a country member. And it'd say, yes, I remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was the cleanest, vulgar thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I, well, I was just describing a typical voice interaction. Yeah, all. of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> Me lad. Anyway. <laughs> well, 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 what can we say? After speaking about it last week, Apple has finally announced the release of the fabled home pod and it's about podding time damn it <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you can order this device now on Jan- friday january 26th for tomorrow if i get this show out early enough um and it will be li- actually released on friday the feb the 9th of feb i mean sorry uh it will cost in the uk 319 pound that's 349 dollars if you're over there in the u.s uh siri kit initially is somewhat limited however on launch it seems to be um stereo functionality if you're if you're pairing two of them, and AirPlay two are also coming later in the year, so it won't ship with those features immediately. Um, and one problem, one one thing is really concerning, a little bit more concerning for me, is the fact that it doesn't seem to differentiate between users. Now it is apparently clever enough to understand not to read your messages or take text messages from other people. It will only do it if you ask that. Now I guess it's somewhere when you set it up, it'll ask you to clarify your voice or something but um yeah, yeah unfortunately, sure that, i think i what i from what i read it will um only let you access personal information like that like text messages and let you send messages if it detects that you are home yes. in other words if it thinks your iphone's in the house at the same time on the same network but mm-hmm. i think as long as your phone is in the house it'll just let anybody speak to it and do those things which i think is a concern yeah i, I did read it did learn the voice 
but only one. Oh, okay. So that's that's where I'm getting that from. But again, we're in this period now between, oh, look, here's the information on the website, and that's all we've got to go on. <laughs> yeah. We were wrong last week when we said that Apple must do a, you know, a presentation <laughs> about this thing. <laughs> they just put out a press release, didn't they? And said, here you go. Guess what's in this in two weeks' time. <laughs> Buy it if you like. I just assume we're always going to be wrong. I'm amazed anyone listens to you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they did just push it out. And um, it, it's also come to like, well, it's, they're pushing it pretty hard on the audio aspects rather than, rather than the smart assistant aspects of it. Um, there's a few, there's one review I read today of someone who seems to have had some time with it. I, I don't really know who these are. Refinedwith29.com. I don't really know who they appear to be. They seem to be some sort of like social news type website i was just but i've never really heard from yeah. before and they seem sort to like have, a sort of lifestyle magazine isn't it yeah like an online lifestyle mag which actually if you think about it considering who the market at apple will probably be aiming this at makes a lot of sense so i don't know if they're yeah. getting a bit more savvy in their marketing just like when they introduced the iphone 6 and they gave uh sorry the x the iphone 10 <laughs> and they gave it out to certain youtubers and things like this that's really going to annoy the tech press again <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to get their little toys. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it seems like the person who used it was was comparing it to the current the current um, batch of competitors. So the new Google Echo and the and the Google sorry Amazon Echo and the Google Max and things like this and Sonos the Sonos One and he's saying it's still or she Madeline yep she's saying it still sounds better than any of those. So that's some good news anyway. Um, of course, whenever you get something come out of audio. We have to listen to all the audio files out there <laughs> with their <laughs> naysaying, forgetting, of course, that we don't care. We're listening to MP3 players' uh, music. It doesn't really bother us what it sounds like. We obviously don't care. It's the function, it's the um, availability and the convenience of these things now. Yeah. To an extent, I think that's true. It, it is all about um, talking to it and having it be conveniently there to play music at, at your whim. But I think at this price, it does have to perform in an audio um way doesn't it? it really they are i think Apple, i've started to believe now having read these initial articles and read more about it over the past couple of days that if if it doesn't perform like really really astoundingly well on the audio front then i think they're going to be in trouble because <laughs> everyone thinks it will be weak on, on kind of voice assistant type functionality it's just a music player really and um it's yeah, pretty much the same size as all the others. It's a lot more expensive than the others. I mean, the only thing it's got going for it is if they really have done some sort of revolutionary thing with the with the, the sound processing. Mm. And um, there was one article, wasn't there, this week, where people were comparing the technology that's inside it with pieces of hi-fi that, that are going for like seven or $8,000 at the moment. So it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because Apple seem confident still in this. They're still talking it up. And yet everyone else is ever so sceptical. So have they got an ace <laughs> up their sleeve here? Well, Do they think they, they are providing an $8,000 audio file experience in a $350 box? I don't know. I do. So you saying that is true. But I do remember not so long ago in distant memory, um, AirPods were lambasted before anyone got there. In fact, <laughs> um, Dean dug up something. Do you want to read out what you dug up, Dean? Oh, yes. So, um, so it goes back. Reasons why Apple products fail. Uh, for the iPhone, it was too expensive, no keyboard, and it was a closed system. You can't replace the battery, upgrade the storage, or tinker around with the OS. Total failure. Um, total <laughs> failure. And then uh, it turned out all right in the end. <laughs> and then um, iPads, just a big phone, just for consumption, and there's no legacy. You can't run Flash or Microsoft Office or access the 
file system. And that was the first one I remember. <laughs> I remember because I was already in the Apo ecosphere then, and I remember mm. the iPad getting absolutely lambasted when it was announced. And I couldn't understand why. But anyway, carry on. Carry on, Dean. Yeah, well, you can't have a big giant you know, thing that shows websites without Flash. Flash runs like the whole... It's the backbone of the internet. <laughs> yeah, there were Clash um, action lawsuits. Well, that was there, iOS, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Flash was iOS. I mean, the iPhone, they were making a big stink about it not being on... Wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they claimed you could get the whole of the internet in your hand and then there was a class action lawsuit that said, no, you can't. Most of the web's on on Flash. (laughs) That's it. I remember that, yes. (laughs) Um, The Apple Watch. It had poor battery life. You got to charge every day. It's tied to the iPhone and there's no LT on it. Hopeless. that would fail. (laughs) (laughs) AirPods, they look funny. They'll fall out and they're over expensive. HomePod, not enough Siri. Too expensive. And most importantly, it's late to the market. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i think all the people who say that i hear a lot of people saying you know apple no, uh, amazon and google are getting these smart devices in everyone's houses yeah um and you know their voice assistant is just you know meters away from you but the apple voice assistant is in your pocket and on your wrist and mm-hmm. to so many more people worldwide it doesn't have to be inside someone's you know living room or kitchen or whatever it's they're not late to the market with siri i don't think or getting that integration into people's hands essentially yeah didn't um tim cook say something about that siri is being actively used by like was it half a billion people half or something? a billion half yeah. a billion yeah yeah so <laughs> and the home pod's not even out yet <laughs> That's <right>. now, <laughs> now if anyone says oh listen to the fanboys yes it's an apple show that's what <laughs> you're meant to do on an apple show i know some shows get a bit confused and they slag off apple <laughs> but uh but but no, I, I mean, all fair enough. Yes, it's worth slagging off sometimes. But we were, uh, this is the period of time that's always interested me when it comes to a new Apple project. The, 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 the product, I mean. The period between when it's announced and when it's released. Because this is the period where the press goes mad. Where they can just put any old clickbait together and people will click on it to try and find out information. Because basically all they've got from Apple is whatever the website says and whatever the press release says. So this is now the period where we're going to get a hundred or a thousand one stories of why the iPod will fail, why it's not good enough, why audiophiles are looking at it and staring it down, you know, staring down their noses at it and things like this. But <clears throat> I don't see what's wrong with waiting. Just wait. Just wait until you can actually hear one of the. Everybody who's heard it says it sounds impressive. I don't understand how people are looking at a website and f- working out how it sounds. Yeah. yeah, the thing that um that impressed me is that last year at WWDC when Apple held these little listening parties, which are like little control tests where they brought some journalists into a hotel room and um, they played <laughs> songs on the AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played songs on the AirPods, but also had songs on a Sonos system. I'm not sure which model or anything. It was the five. The five, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they were so confident with their products. They've brought in, you know, one of the competitors' products to demo it against. So listen to this, now listen to this, and here's why we think ours is better. And, you know, for journalists, you know, to make their own own mind up, essentially, to uh, listen to both. Mm. Uh, obviously, it was a controlled environment. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some reviews drop for this soon. But um, yeah, I think it's quite yeah, that, to do that. That list you were going through, where where one of the um, fears for the HomePod is that it's late. I think it is. It is late if you consider it to be, um, you know, a, a home automation or, or a. Uh, a, a digital assistant, you know, a, a voice assistant. It is late to that market because I think, you know, Amazon and to some extent Google are cleaning up there, especially after this l- the most recent Christmas period. But uh, I still think Apple are holding out on it being um, you know, comp- noticeably far, far better as a as a, a music player 
that's what they're banking on this being. So everybody that buys it will think, even if you've already got a house full of Amazon Echoes, you're still going to want this thing because it sounds just better than anything else you've got in your house. You know, it sounds like uh, the hi-fi you perhaps had when you were younger, in your 20s, when you spent a lot of money on hi-fis. But you know, since then, we've all been listening, as you say, on phones in little tinny headphones and, and um, little tiny boxes. If this thing does have that wow factor and it just suddenly sounds like a nice hi-fi experience from a tiny little box, that's going to be its unique selling point. And if if the reviews do suggest that's that's what it is, I think I will be tempted to to get one. Mm. See, it seems to me that they've put a lot of time and effort into into how this thing sounds. And as we've gone on time and time again on this show, Siri is, for want of a better word, lacking behind the others, but mm. only in certain aspects. Unfortunately, what happens, I find, is because it will fail on a few things. Those days when you get the bad server, you just don't go back to it. But then sometimes, if you like, when you got when I use the AirPods a lot, and I start interacting with siri it is it is remarkably clever on understanding what i'm talking about and continue to talk about and all the tasks i set it when it works yeah and and that and i find it's more intelligent than what the echo and and well maybe not google google is also really good at it as well actually but 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 again it's it's one it's one of those things it's like it's like mp3s then everybody knows mp3s are not the be all and end all of music they're convenience and the fact is echo is cheap at like the cheapest model's 50 quid and anybody can go out and buy that and they're saying and, and, and the argument is that apple's falling behind because everyone's buying echo dots and sticking them in order of rooms yeah but that's, I, I don't really think that matters because to the main people who invest heavily in apple they'll just throw them away and then just invest in home pods at some point once they become more available or once you know the stocks are there in the stores because price on the most part for a lot of apple users price isn't an issue it's never been an issue which is why they can get away with spent like selling a five thousand pound base model for an imac it's i it's think just, if anything um uh, amazon and google's products have got us used to talking to these devices yeah uh, so they've done a lot of work for apple uh you know paving the way for us to talk to these devices um so uh yeah i think coming late to market is not necessarily a bad thing apple have a history of doing this uh waiting to see what their competitors do and uh making something better yeah fact, that's, that's yeah. the key in fact the time they haven't done that one time they haven't done that was the watch because they tried to push it out roughly the same time as everybody else was pushing out their watches and it was like a convoluted mix no one really understood what the story of the apple watch was and mm. it took two iterations to really become what it is now mm. so uh, and and now all the ones it was it's competitors at the beginning like the google wear or whatever it was called have just gone they don't make it anymore it's no longer well they've they've taken it off market and no one's really producing anything in comparison yeah there's Um, sort of a pattern isn't there with apple products where they everything they build tends to be the best thing you can get in that category but it's also the most expensive thing yeah the iphone's the best phone but it's the most expensive The, the apple watch has turned out to be the best smartwatch but it's the most expensive this home pod it's certainly going to be the most expensive thing yeah. like this so it, it better it better turn out to be the best performing one as well otherwise they have got a problem but you say that i mean like i think what's the sonos 5 cost i have no idea what um sonos 5 cost i know sonos has uh, announced they got a sale on tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> the sonos you can get two sonos one speakers for 350 dollars. yeah starting tomorrow um why have one where you can have two i think is there 
promotional take on there. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's two is better than one, they say. Two is better than one. That's it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so they're not worried. Anyway, so the Sonus Play 5. Uh, so this is the mid-range Sonus device, which Apple compared it against in those blind demos. Uh, is 500 quid. 500, oh, 500 quid. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's physically large as well. It's yeah. not the sort of thing yeah. you can stick on your kitchen window ledge or anything like that. Yeah, so I mean that's that's who I see it going up against. I don't. I mean everybody knows the Echo. The Echo is a fantastic home automation device, but and if you just got it in your kitchen, it, yes, it plays music and 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 it comes down to a choice. Is that's all you want? If like I say, if MP3s are good enough for you, then you know music coming out of the the echo is fine i mean i've listened to it i've just had it on in the background playing away while i'm writing something or performing something but uh if if you want quality sound in music then i'm going to give homepod a chance and i'm going to listen to it before i make that judge i'm basically going to go to steve's shop store when he gets one in and have a listen <laughs> yeah. and, i spoke to the boss today and he's uh, he's going to be placing an order tomorrow so uh, we'll uh, we'll i'll let you know as soon as it's in yeah yeah and uh, and i'm sure because they normally do it they normally lift any embargoes on the day you can is it the day you order or the day it's normally like the week before they become available the monday or something before they become available so probably next week we'll start to have actual reviews of people who have got these units and we'll see we'll see what they say and because i'm just not going to bother reading anybody who hasn't heard it but they're writing up about it because it's just a waste of time if it was like a computer or something then they might have a valid point they can point to various aspects of it not having this that or the other but the most basic function of a home pod is to sound good and none of them will know that until they've tried it yeah, I suppose a lot of people will be ordering them on this, uh, you know, on the twenty-eight day um, yeah. free period where you could return it if it isn't suitable. And that's the way the whole of um, Bose used to be marketed like that, didn't they? There'd be a full page ad in a magazine saying, "Try it at home, <laughs> see what you think." And if then if you want to buy it, spend like two hundred pound a month for twelve years. <laughs> I do feel yeah, people who I feel are gonna not so much uh, people who have bought a load of um, Echo products, but I think people who have bought a load of Sonos project. Uh, products they might be the ones who are a little bit torn if they've invested heavily in the network sound system sonos they might be thinking oh god they will probably be the ones very hard to to transfer i don't think any if someone's bought four four echo dots or echo device i don't think it'll be hard to switch them at all if it sounds good Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think with Sonos, um, you're right. There's a there's a major financial investment, um, but also it does support a lot of streaming music services. Mm-hmm. Um, so it remains to be seen whether Apple will, for example, support Spotify or yep. um, any any of the others like that, uh, yeah. like uh, Sonos do. Because um, if you're already into those ecosystems, uh, you're not going to switch across to Apple Music just to um, just so that you can take advantage of the new Apple tech. Sure, but yeah. I, do you know what? I, I again, I don't really think is that I've heard various tech pundits and say of oh yeah, if I'm heavily ensconced in 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 Spotify with my playlists and things like this, I'm not moving. Again, I think they're deluded. I think the average consumer doesn't care. I think in this modern day era, and it works, it can work against Apple as well. The modern day consumer does not care. They have no particular allegiance. They just want something that sounds good or looks good and performs well. And they don't care necessarily. I'm not talking about the likes of us or probably anyone who listens to podcasts about technology. I'm talking about just the average consumer who will go out and they'll see the deals and they'll 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 listen to the stuff, they'll see the products and they don't care. They don't necessarily think that far ahead. Mm. 
because they're not they're not fully immersed in in either the Apple or the Google sphere. They've, they've like piecemealed it, so they can. It's it's not a big loss financial loss to them if they jump ship for a year or two years and then come back. They don't care. They just see it as a thing. It's like you know, some people have an allegiance to BMW cars, and other people just. Okay, I've owned one. I'll go and get a Saab next. We well, can't get a Saab now, but I'll go and get another car next. You know, so it's always those two different factions of people: the ones who will commit wholly, and the ones that will just play the field, so to speak. And I think music streaming services is one of those things. That's what that's what that's what my point was. Especially because there's very little differentiate a differentiation between all the music services. Yeah. Basically, you're paying ten pounds a month for the same music library, but with a slightly different. GUI across the across Spotify, Apple Music, or yes. the other Deezer, Tidal, etc. It's very little differentiation in their thing. But um, when it comes to playing um, music on the HomePod, it supports Apple Music through voice control. But if you want to play music through Spotify or any other services, you have to use it as an AirPlay speaker. So yeah. you play it through your phone and then beam it across. Which yeah. um, Apple's made really easy to do in the latest update. See, I can look at the system as it is now, and it looks fairly. It looks fine to me. I mean, because everything works for, in my advantage. So it looks the 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 problem is I'm seeing a number of people going along the lines of how Apple might develop it, and they're judging it on that, which is a big. It's almost as big a mistake as like judging it before you've even heard of it. Heard it so for so for example, they're saying, "Oh well, Apple at some point must support Spotify." Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> they, mm. they don't seem to be in any kind of rush. So I think you have to judge it on its current merits if it if it's for you or not. And if it isn't, okay. But I, you know, it's not going to be an iPhone seller. No. Um, it might not even be AirPods because yeah. it's significantly more expensive than the AirPods. But um, it's I just think a nice looking thing. at looking at the business sense of it, it's um, if you're selling like a three hundred pound speaker that's like a one-off cost and, yeah. and what they're trying to do is convince you hey you should get an apple music subscription to enhance uh-huh. the speaker so- they don't want to release a speaker and say hey here's a speaker and you can pay this 10 pound a month to any other company and easily play your songs through here so uh, it makes sense to try and convert as many users they can to uh apple music in a business sense i mean yeah. ideally it would you could talk to it and it'll just play any song from any service but when it comes to business that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make the shareholders happy oh <laughs> uh, well lock in yeah. lock in lock in but anyway I'll, I'll be um well let's let's just go through the list here so who's going to order one immediately <coughs> dean yep oh uh <laughs> no surprise i'll be getting a black one i think i've i've discussed it with a wife and she said the oh, white got, one might just dis- permission have you <laughs> no no it wasn't permission it's was like i'm gonna order one of these should we get the black one or the white one oh, <laughs> and she said well the white one looks like it will discolor so we'll go for the black Mm-hmm. so she's basically saying you don't do enough cleaning around the house <laughs> what she yeah she's she's thinking long term you know long term it's going to discolor over a few years and you know in a year's time i'll be getting the, the home pod too so <laughs> yeah, true. i'm not thinking that far ahead no, that's true um steve no, spirit psychology there yes. dean uh, <laughs> we're buying one of these but you can choose what color we get <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't be buying one straight away. Um, I'm going to wait and see uh, when when one comes in at work uh-huh. um, and have a listen to it. Um, I don't listen to a great deal of music at home. I've got to play one that I've got set up in the kitchen, which I uh, uh, is is the is the 
is the place where I listen to music the most while I'm doing the washing up. Um, so uh, yeah, I can't see me rushing out to buy one straight away, but uh, I'll be uh, certainly having to listen to the one we get at work. I like how you get some, when I do the washing up statement in, just to prove that you're <laughs> a modern guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all true. Yes. Uh, Alan, I think I know this answer already. Alan. <laughs> well, I'm going to wait till I see a, a sale on getting reduction. <laughs> <laughs> you love how them, how did I know? <laughs> no, no, I am seriously tempted, but because I, I, um, I'm thinking, yeah, you've got a month to try it out, and if it if it fails in any significant way, I can always send it back with no obligation, and I wouldn't have lost anything at all. So in that way, uh, you know, why not order one and then just see how it turns out? But on the other hand, I, I've got a feeling that um, well, I don't really need one, for starters. I, I use Apple Music a lot, but even in my kitchen, I, I just um, use a Bluetooth speaker from my iPhone, and it sounds great, so I don't really need one. But I am sort of fascinated to hear what a good job they've done on the sound. So, you know, you never know. And I've got a birthday coming up, so I might buy a, a birthday present to myself. You never know. Nice one. Uh, nice one. Also, I want to find out what people say about the about the privacy side of it. Like in a in a shared house where you've got you know, a bunch of people, some guests come. You know, I want to be sure that if it's all signed in with my account, that it's, it's only me that can get to stuff. I, I don't want it to be just a, a public uh, conduit into all my stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm curious what you've got there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'll, I think I'll probably make my mind up um, as it as it goes live. As it turns over, I'll make a a quick decision either way. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So myself, I I I I put the money aside for this. Then I spent some of the money. So I haven't got the money just yet. But I am also going to wait. I'm going to wait till Steve gets it in the shop, and I'm going to go have a listen, and then base my opinion on that. But again, it's still going to be one of those situations where if it works the way they describe it to work, it's you're never going to know until you get it into your house, into your room, and it takes yeah. into all all the, the spatial awareness and stuff into account. That would be the biggest trick, and then that is where the 28 day return things will really become handy um i don't i I think the money they're asking for it if it sounds good isn't that bad um it's obviously not high-end like i say audio files are not going to like it i don't care i've i've listened to audio files all my life when i bought my home cinema system various people in the reviews were saying it is and it sounds absolutely perfect to me so um i'm not listening to classical music so i don't care i don't have to hear the string struck accidentally on the third bar you know i don't need any of that (laughs) stuff i just want to listen to my metal and my country music and it sound cool that's all it is i'm not even allowed to turn it up too loud because we are fin walls and neighbors unfortunately but <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm certainly interested in this device and looking forward to hearing it in steve's shop <laughs> <laughs> oh the other thing I, I i'm concerned about i forgot to mention you know they keep talking about having a fabric cover yep. if it really does turn out to be actual fabric you know stretchy fabric that can slightly move under your thumb and all that i don't think i'll get one at all because that'll just get so dirty so quickly especially in a kitchen stop rubbing but it then <laughs> if it's like um the Amazon Echo devices that, that say they're fabric covered as well, but when you touch them, they're, they're hard. It's firm. It's almost like a sort of a plastic type coating. If it's like that, then that's brilliant. But if it really is like cloth fabric, I don't think I'd be interested at all. So, so you're going to be getting into an Apple store, stroking a HomePod. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you won't be. I think there's leave. a good. Um, I think there's a good opportunity here to start up a HomePod upholstery <laughs> business. Ah, yes. <laughs> what are you going to say? Custom materials. <laughs> and cleaning service. HomePod socks. <laughs> Pod-a-mop. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so it sounds like we're all at least interested in this device coming out. So um, yeah. so we'll see what it's like. We've got a few weeks. Dean's obviously going to get his first, although Steve's going to get in the shop. So at least we'll have two people who can review it uh, on the air. So that'll be good. So I'm looking forward Later to Later in the year, we can get together, Dean, and make a stereo pair. That's right. <laughs> do a long distance stereo pair <laughs> Mac and forth stock anyways <laughs> uh, let's move on to some other news this week so Apple has released uh, iOS 12.2.5 watch OS 4.2.2 Mac OS 10.13.3 uh, and also TV OS 11.2.5 as well um, so start off with iOS apparently this update gives us HomePod support strangely enough uh, we now get the Siri news feature which we covered last week and we get plus improvements and, and various thick fixes which are all kind of boring but important the watch OS 4.2.2 it just includes improvements and bug fixes now I think you spotted one of the bug fixes didn't you Alan well yeah the uh, the activity app uh, is now much more responsive like it always used to be I don't know what went wrong in the in the past couple of releases but I had all sorts of problems with it being sluggish and you had to wait seconds before a tap would be recognized. And it's very irritating when you're just trying to start a walk or an exercise. So, uh, yeah, that's all gone away now. It's working like a dream. You're still on Watch, o- Watch Zero, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a Watch Zero. And I was very, very tempted. In fact, I've been researching on eBay. I've been looking for a Series 3. And um, for around about just over £300, I think I want to get one for, 300 £320, something like that. And... Um, of course, now this software update's arrived, my Series uh, Zero is fine again. So perhaps I will buy a HomePod with what I've, in quotes, saved. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Mac OS 10.13.3 has, includes additional fixes for the Spectre and Meltdown vulnerabilities. A uh, fix for the App Store bug that allowed the menu in system preferences to be unlocked with any password. Oops. Mm-hmm. Uh, addresses an issue that could cause messages conversations to temporarily be listed out of order uh, and finally resolves an issue that could cause your Mac to stop responding when connected to an SMB server um, tvOS 11.2.5 bug fixes under hood improvements nothing special there but then we come to the other big news of the day because they also <laughs> towards the end of the day snuck out iOS 11.3 beta and the only one amongst us who's brave enough to put this onto his everyday devices <laughs> is that crafty Dino. <laughs> yep, that's me. I think I was on the, the stable version of iOS for about an hour, a couple of hours. <laughs> so I only installed 11.2.5 a few hours before because it kept bugging me, kept bugging me. I just thought, no, I'll delay, I'll delay, I'll delay. I thought, okay, I'll stay there, I'm going to click install now. And then a couple of hours later, oh, there's a new beta. So, oh, great. <laughs> so it always happens. Sod's law. Um, yeah, so um, I think the best place to jump in is iOS 11.3. That's probably the biggest update. Um, as soon as you update to it, there's this new privacy notice that, that jumps up. And let me try and get a copy of it. It basically says um, it's got a new privacy icon, and this icon appears when an Apple app or feature is asking to use your personal information. Um, and below it, Apple it says, uh, Apple believes that privacy is a fundamental human right, so every <laughs> Apple product is designed to... Use on-device processing wherever possible, limit the collection of data and use uh, use of data, provide transparency and control over information, and build a strong foundation of security. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit strange that Apple's pushing out this privacy notification to everyone updating iOS, macOS, and iPad and tvOS. This is in response to that, um, that thing that security researcher came up with, wasn't it, where he said it's easy to spoof the... Um, the password login dialog box so you know it keeps that's, asking you for your itunes password all the time and that's just, what a lot of 
Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. But um, I've been trying to trigger instances where this logo, this privacy icon, which is I quite like it because normally privacy icons are something like a shield or mm. a, or a, not an eye. Or the Chrome uses the incognito guy, the guy with a big jacket and the fedora. Um, oh, yeah. Apple just have two people just shaking hands. Like privacy mm. is you know what you want to share with someone and. That's quite like the icon that they've used. The only instance I could use to um, trigger it, I've tried like uh, going into password fields, triggering uh, going to my iCloud settings because Apple asks for your password. I can't get this icon to the trigger. But on the Mac, if I open up iBooks, there's a little icon at the bottom, this two guys holding hands, and it says, see how your data is managed. So I'm not sure if it is to prevent phishing or rather it just pops up next to a link that says, we're going to use some data. Click here to find out what. Um, oh. So on iBooks on the Mac, it just says Apple believes privacy is a human right. So the Apple iBooks store is designed to use on-device processing, limit the collection of data, provide transparency and control, and build a strong foundation of security. So does this mean if I order Catherine Arai, I won't get reported to the FBI? <laughs> no, you will. It's just that uh, I'll tell you they're doing it. Well, it's one of those bad <laughs> books, isn't it? Or one of those suspect books, apparently, that triggers something. I, I don't no but i don't know i've heard that but i've never read it yeah. now also um, you, you yeah. tweeted out you tweeted out about this privacy notice didn't you and it, you, it made you famous <laughs> it did it did um the, the best kind of famous twitter famous so i just had my ipad on, on my pod no no wrong one my iphone on a dock my little wireless charger updated it and it just popped up this privacy warning so oh, that's quite good i'll tweet a picture of that so i just took a photo put it instead and then um it's like getting retweets from everywhere and then it ended up embedded into the verge article on apple's new privacy thing um but i got like five six hundred retweets and all that kind of stuff so yeah I, I did expect i didn't expect it it's lucky the verge didn't go too far back in your twitter stream isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking if i change my uh my iphone my, no my twitter username to i hate the verge you know, <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of their page embedded, it'll just be, you know, go to arstechnica.com for good news. <laughs> or something like that. Oh <laughs> I was tempted. I was tempted. If I had a few drinks last night, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought that was funny. That was, anyway, but I thought, oh, if only you knew, Verge. If only you knew. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, the privacy stuff's pretty boring. To get to the interesting stuff, there's new Animoji. Ooh, that's it. For new Animoji, yeah. Which I think one in particular you're quite happy about, Carl. Leo the Lion. Leo the Lion. So I'm a Leo star sign. If I believe in that st- no, uh, that nonsense, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're getting the lion, the dragon, skull, and the bear. And it seems that you can wink now as well. Yeah. I, I'm the first. I haven't used that emoji since like launch. I use it for like, the first few days and I haven't used it since. But I found out I couldn't wink back then. But now it picks up your winks. <laughs> you got to say and, that um, very carefully, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite good they got a dragon in as well. I think that's going to be big for Chinese New Year because that's normally got actually, a lot to do with dragons. Actually, the lion, I thought it was really nicely animated. Like when you're moving the head, the mane wiggles behind your head. and I just Yeah, the mane's really got, got little jiggle physics. Yeah. And it also speaks well that because I thought once they put out the new Animojis, that would be it. And it'll just Ooh. have the same, what, 10 faces? I can't remember how many there are. And we'd never get any updates. Because basically, I, I use them once in a blue moon now when I can think of something funny to do with them. But if they're going to, every now and again, issue another little collection, that's good. That'll keep them fresh. Yeah. I think they think it's going to encourage adoption of yeah. uh, this, this update, which it will do, won't it? It's, it's it? this kind of thing that makes the headlines and gets people to update. And we can get a load more yeah, karaoke yeah. versions as well now. 
Yeah, seeing emojis drive downloads and, and emojis too, even though they moment just targeting the iPhone 10. But yeah, when you look, they've got like 15 or 16 animated emojis now. They've got a lot more emojis to uh, draw inspiration from for the future. Uh, and the next thing is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Yep. Next thing, um, on both the iOS beta and the macOS beta, you've got iMessage in the cloud. Bloody time. <laughs> Well, they see it. They've, they're calling it iMessage on the cloud, which is weird, isn't it? It doesn't sound right. On the cloud. <laughs> is it? On the cloud. That's what the they're calling it, here. yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the actual screenshot that Dean posted and uh, others have posted, it says iMessage on the cloud. It must be a typo, surely. Sure. <laughs> I, should, I, so. I should start reading these screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, iMessage on... No, I me- no messages <laughs> on iCloud. Right. Messages on iCloud. Oh, Okay. That makes a bit messages more sense. on iCloud, um, which suggests it's not just iMessages; it's all your phone messages as well. Mm-hmm. I guess because it says messages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the benefit of having messages in the cloud is they just sync between devices perfectly. So if you delete a thread or a particular message on one device, it deletes it off of all devices. If it keeps everything in sync, because um, the, normally the back version of messages and the iPhone version just gets out of sync, and yeah, yeah it's. Uh, Solves a lot of problems like that. Yeah. Does it um, put all your big attachments up on the cloud as well? So you save space on your devices? Um, I'm not too sure. I think that was one of the rumoured benefits of it, but I haven't seen anything since it's been released. I haven't haven't got the beta to check, but I think that's supposed to be one of the benefits that you don't have to store all of the um, attachments locally anymore. Yeah, I heard that too, Alan. Um, Obviously, Apple, uh, all about saving space on your iDevice. Yeah. Because they don't give you any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, for me, when you set up a new phone, normally you lose all your previous messages unless you've backed them up or you've, you're restoring from a backup. Well, that's one of now the benefits of getting case. a new phone. That's <laughs> yep. a plus. <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah, for, for some people, for me, it would be. But um, uh, yeah, so when you get a new phone, you sign into iCloud and it just pulls down all your messages exactly as they were yeah. um and one thing i've just tested i've just deleted an sms message that i received from on my mac i deleted off the mac and it's automatically within a split second deleted off of my iphone message nice. screen so it does both i messages and nor messages which is uh, quite nice have you put your watch on beta as well not yet the yeah. beta's only come out about an hour before we started oh, recording okay. and the iwatch the apple watch takes about six years to update to install updates uh, we're also again also pushing AirPlay two apparently on this AirPlay two yeah um, which AirPlay two is not shipping with the HomePod mm-hmm. which um, eleven point two point five which came out a couple of days ago that's um, that's the HomePod compatible update the minimum version of iOS you need to have the HomePod um, it doesn't have AirPlay two where eleven point three does have AirPlay two oh, yeah. so I updated my um, iPhone updated my Apple TV and now it's just one single tap when I'm playing music on my phone just one single tap and it instantly plays on my Apple TV um, mm. before you tap the Apple TV and it takes like a few seconds like connect and buffer and stuff and now yeah. just one one tap and it plays on there if I had more than one Apple TV or if I had more than one AirPlay 2 device rather um, I could tap both and have, have them both play the same song so um, though, ideally within sync so even though homepod's not going to come out of airplay 2 it doesn't look like well as long as they don't remove it like they've done before it doesn't look mm. like it's going to be long before there'll be an update available like next month or something yeah 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 that's right that's good uh, hopefully uh, be the same day, same day as ios 11.3 i would imagine yeah exactly um it so. reminds me when um the iphone 7 plus came out and they said here's the depth stuff oh yeah this is in beta it'll come out 
it'll come out later and it came out like a month or two it came out like you know about a month or two later after the device launched yeah. uh we're also getting something called business chat for iMessage yes this um basically it's, it's trying to redefine what your communication with customer services is instead of having an annoying phone call you can just message them on iMessage um and there's a few benefits that you get from that as well such as um one you're not calling them mm. Two, they can send you an uh, an Apple Pay payment screen, so you can they can charge you for things. So if you're, <laughs> for example, if you're talking if you're talking to an uh, to Apple customer support, say, hey, I want to buy an iPad for my son. I don't know which which one to buy. If they recommend one, you can instantly just use Apple Pay to buy it within the chat. Oh, okay. So this is kind of business thing. chat, Apple business chat. No, this is for all companies. Any company oh, okay. can sign up for this so it can be either customer support it can be sales support any interaction you have with a customer that customer can be on their iphone okay. um, from the business side of things it links in with several industry leading crm customer relationship management platforms such as salesforce and a few other ones that no one really cares about okay. unless you're in customer service so um so yeah they're, te- they're finally releasing it they announced it last year at wwdc and it would just be a new way for people to use customer support. And ideally it's a lot cheaper than having phone call and, you know, staff manning the phones. Yeah. And well, it's, this is it's, how they do it. Yeah. Like you can have like one person answering about 10 different queries at once. Cause they just skip from one to the other mm. in theory. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing I like having worked in customer service, like uh, 10, maybe a bit more years ago, one of the biggest problems was when customers would call back and they've been told one thing yeah. and you're telling them another thing um said oh no that wasn't right what the other person told you and it's and you know customers just stuck in the middle and you don't know if they're telling the truth or lying or if the other agent they spoke to is true true or lying with this kind of system when it's just a text chat there's always a record of what was said exactly what was said Mm, okay um so that's why i like it i would normally deal with if the if i could deal with a company via email or i do that because i've got that paper trail of what i said and what they said and if there's any disputes that well here it is in black and white Plus, you'd have yeah. to wait for that call to be answered. So that's the best thing about that for me. But, <laughs> but sometimes you just want to rant. But I, I, that's not me. I'd rather just type it out. But uh, And then finally, <laughs> we're also getting the battery status throttling settings coming in a future update as well. Apparently, it says there. Uh, yep. Yep. You can see the health status of your battery. See if it's ready for that discounted replacement or disable the uh, setting that stops it from crashing. So if you want your phone to crash a little bit more and go a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> Place your bets. What one do you want? That's good. Okay, okay, good. Uh, on Mac OS uh, 10.13.4, we're going to get yeah, 32-bit so, app shaming. Yeah, they've started the – that they did mention it last year that, you know, stop making 32-bit apps, mm-hmm. update them 64-bit if you've already got them. Um, now they've taken the first steps of actually highlighting which apps do that. So if you open up a 32-bit app on your Mac with uh, 10.13.4, it will say um, this app may affect the performance of your Mac. The developer of this app should update it to improve its compatibility. Um, so basically what they're going to do is give you like, uh, I think this version is going to be warning and then the next version of Mac OS, maybe next year yeah. is going to well, say, they did, they did say the stop next it completely. They did say the next yeah. version of, of ah, Mac OS okay. so, uh, last year. So they've given them a year's notice. But it looks like this mm. next update will be, you start getting the warnings through now. So you start getting a heads up. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty strange how they message to this to the user. They're telling the user this app is affecting your performance. Well, it will. <laughs> it will. It'll stop working. So it's, yeah, you can't, you can't affect it much more than that. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, this is the first step in telling people these apps are going to break very within okay. the 
you know, not too far distant future. Uh, and then you've got um, TV OS yeah. uh, beta as well. And it says, uh, it says one thing on there I thought was on there already. It says uh, one home screen for every Apple TV keeps apps and home screens synced via iCloud across all Apple TV devices. I thought that was already in there. Oh, um, it might be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was or not. But um, when I installed the update, that was after the privacy notice that come up on the other devices, the Mac and the iPhone. It came up with a screen saying, do you want to keep your Apple TV in sync with your other Apple TVs, which mm. I don't actually own any other Apple TVs. Um, I thought it was new. It might not be. I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Apple TV is now an AirPlay 2 device officially. So it has all the benefits of AirPlay 2. So you can instantly send audio to it from another AirPlay 2 device, such as the iPhone. As Do you I know if that's, is that true for um, Apple TV 4 as well as the Apple TV um, 4K? I don't know. I think <laughs> it, um, I think I it would it be. But yeah. I don't want to. Uh, I, I know it depends on hardware as well. Yeah, mm. I, I imagine it would because the the extra stuff inside the new yeah. Apple TV is basically processing stuff, so it can do all the HDR and things like this. Yeah, I think. Talking of the Apple TV four, um, in this ten point uh, sorry eleven point three beta, the non four K Apple TV will have the setting that I can't think of the name of where frame it's um, automatic frame rate. Detection. The automatic, that's the one, yeah. automatic frame rate section where it dynamically changes the uh, the input to your TV based on the frame rate of the media. Right. So I had an issue with that. F- yeah. I had an issue with that the other day. Yeah, I was watching um, uh, an Amazon Prime video and the lip sync was out. And I can, I, it was it was like, started out just a little bit out of sync, but then over a course of 30 minutes, it got worse and worse and worse. And it was driving me absolutely mad. I couldn't work out how to do it. Uh, and it turns <laughs> out that I went online and there's a few other people complained about it as well. And if you turn off the, where you force it to do the frame rate and you just allow it to do it automatically, it fixes it. Yeah. So there's still <laughs> a bug. There's still a little bit of a bug there. I don't know if it was fixed on the update that was pushed yesterday. I haven't gone back and tried it yet, but it was a little, it was a little bug. So if anyone's having lip syncing issues, try that setting. Go back and set the frame rate to <laughs> automatic rather than forcing it. It's <laughs> weird. Um, okay, well, thanks for that, Dean. We'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully, we, as us normal users, will not get this bloody update for about a month because I'm sick of updating all my <laughs> devices at the moment. It's well, getting like about an hour Windows. ago, they did. Uh, about an hour ago, they did launch the public beta. Oh, oh I got that. That's why my little iPads came mad. <laughs> ah, so feel oh, free to update yeah. it if you want to try it out. Yeah, it's because it's been like 24 hours since I've done an update, so I might as well do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping hell. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got stories here? Because we're running very late today. Uh, apparently, Apple's going to get back into to ebooks. Uh, Apple is ready to take on Amazon.com. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. And the digital book market again. Years after regulators forced the iPhone maker to back down, they are working on a redesigned version of its iBooks ebook reading application for iPhones and iPads. And as I hired an executive away from Amazon to help, uh, the new app will include a simpler interface that better highlights books currently being read, but well, that helps, <laughs> and a redesigned <laughs> digital bookstore that looks more like the new app store launched last year. Uh, in iOS beta 13, 11.3, iBooks has been renamed to, wait for it, books. So intriguing. Um, so yeah, so they've got weird. TV, I mean, music and books. Yeah, it's weird. I, I just, I don't understand. I can't imagine it would be that bigger a hit from books. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. But uh, I, I know yeah. they like their artists. I know Alan's got a book on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've um, I've used Kobo a lot for many years, and recently I've been using Kindle stuff as well on Amazon, using proper ebook readers and the apps as well, which are handy to have. But it is true that you know. 
they display your library so much more conveniently than iBooks ever did. iBooks just wants to show you everything in your library, in like in the order you bought it, or in alphabetical order at best. Whereas these other ones are always good at saying, well, this is what you're reading now, this is what you just finished, this is what we recommend next. You know, it's a real nice experience. So it's overdue, this this uh, tarting up of the, the iBooks or the books interface. Hopefully it carries over to movies as well, because I've got this big alphabetical list with about 300 <laughs> movies in where all the Marvel films, James Bond films, Harry Potter's are all out of order. And it just bugs <laughs> me to no end. <laughs> Dear. Yes, it is. Yeah, it should be grouped into series or something. I don't know, but it's mad. Uh, what else have we OCD got here? Mode. Sorry? They need an OCD mode. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's sitting there fastidiously going, right, that's that. That was that that person. That one came out just before the beast start him. But yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, what else have we got? Amazon Go. Amazon Go, a bricks and mortar store, opened to the public last Monday. Customers could enter the store by scanning an app on their phone, browse the shelves, take stuff off, and leave. The items are calculated and the customer is charged. The store is outfitted with cameras and shelf sensors to help Amazon's computer vision system work magic. The technologies, in turn, connect you and the phone you scanned at the entrance with the items you took from the shelf and carried out the door. <laughs> supposedly the idea is to provide a convenient place where you can just pop in grab what you want and out again without waiting in queues apart apparently from the 30 minute queues that were formed <laughs> to get into the store when it opened <laughs> yes somewhat <laughs> ironic yeah but um no i bet i bet i read that and someone out there thought yeah but everyone queues up for apple relaunches yes but when an apple launches something it's not a cheese sandwich that's <laughs> right, so, weird but um a congratulations. Anyway, congratulations, Silicon Valley. Another move that means you don't have to deal with the working class because now they're all hidden behind the shelves doing their little Harry Potter Dobby the Elf thing, like <laughs> filling up the shelves for you people to come in and not have to look at them. And yeah, great. <laughs> Surely you can automate that. <laughs> Do you know what? The working class need their jobs. Thank you very much. I need a bloody job. Stop <laughs> filling them up with robots or making them you do it yourself. Or I went into a hospital today to get my, my you know, visit my dad. Went down to the, the WH Smith there, and a poor guy. He's like, he's he's scanning stuff as quickly as like anyone can bring the stuff in. And there's two self help tills. So I used a self help till. I put him out of work basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell? What's the world coming to? I have no idea. But uh, it looks it looks quite clever. I don't. I just think these are going to be magnets for thieves running in, dashing grabs. There seems to be like one poor little security guy there. I just see people running in and buggering off again. I don't know anyone. Anyone got? You can't run in because there's because uh, there's barriers. Oh, there. have you not seen people jump the barriers at the tube? For <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, once you jump a barrier, you know the shutters will come down and. <laughs> Well, that's what I want to see. I want to see the anti-theft devices like kick in. I want to see the automated <laughs> machine guns that come out and track you. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, burly working class guy. <laughs> well, at least culture. we got one. We got one represented. Good on you, guy. <laughs> you get Amazon drone delivery drones flying down from the ceiling and cut up your face with the blades. <laughs> Amazon Predator drones, we're coming for you. <laughs> Bloody daft idea, but there you go. I can un- I can understand. I, I've... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if we'll, uh, we'll see if we get one in England somewhere. Probably not. But well, um, Amazon bought Whole Foods, so right. this is part of Whole Foods. And there's one Whole Foods that I know of in Leicester Square or Piccadilly Circus. So it could be a testing ground. Mm. Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I think there's two or three of those around London. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think these could be interesting in um, in areas like Canary Wharf or somewhere like that, mm-hmm. where. You know, a lot of people are going to lunch 
at the same time. I just want to get in and out of the store quickly. So uh, You're saying where the working class don't work, aren't you, Steve? That's what you're saying. Where the oiks don't go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on I to you as well, sir. There'll be a spike in um, shoplifting in all of the shops, and when people are caught, they'll just say, oh, sorry, I thought it was the Amazon shop. That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. It does set a worrying precedent, so you just pick something up and walk out of it. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, so film strikes. A new movie streaming service is coming into the UK. Thank God, because we haven't got Didn't enough, have enough of them. them. Exactly. <laughs> Filmstruck will focus on substantial archives of Warner Brothers and Criteria Collection. So that's quite good. The Criterion Collection is offers some fabulous old movies. They're, they're brilliant. Uh, the surface will span mainstream, cult, independent classics, art house, foreign, and documentary films. There's no firm launch date of the surface as yet, and no word on UK pricing. However, the US service, which it is based on, is is priced between $7 and $11 a month. Uh, it might be worth keeping an eye out if you are into something other than the Hollywood blockbusters. So it could be interesting. Worth checking out for at least a month or so. Um, let's just quickly do the rumours, shall we? So there's a rumour going around <laughs> that Apple is planning to discontinue the iPhone X, well, immediately, according to some reports, but it's not. It's it's, it's before the next launch. Um, so Alan's got his own particular take on this story. So I'll let you take it away, Alan. Yeah, this, this is one of these uh, Ming-Chi Kuo uh, from KGI Securities. He's, he's put out one of his research notes, and I, I did a quick scan of it. And yeah, they're, apparently they're going to cancel the um, the iPhone 10 at the end of the year in the autumn because um, Apple have finally admitted that Face ID just isn't as good as Touch ID and that people really miss the home button. So <laughs> they're just going to discontinue the whole thing. And it was a, a one-year miserable experiment. <laughs> no, of course, of course not. Of course not. All he's saying is that um, at the end of the year, Apple are going to come out with a brand new lineup of phones. Clearly they are. They do every year. And he's saying that, you know, unlike normal, the top flagship phone, which is the iPhone 10 at the moment, won't won't get a price cut. It won't go down the line and become one of the uh, one of the lesser phones. It'll just be discontinued completely. And he's saying that um, that's because if they did shave, you know, a hundred dollars off it and start selling it for eight nine nine or whatever, that it would um, it would cannibalise uh, a new range of mid range phones, which he says is going to come out next year. And these are what we've talked about in the past, which is like um, largish um, full screen iPhone 10 ish type phones, but with an LCD screen rather than an OLED screen. So they can make them a bit cheaper, but they still have Face ID and they'd still lose the home button. So they'd be iPhone 10 like in all ways, apart from not having uh, an OLED screen. And um, he thinks that uh, there will be new iPhone 10 phones though at the top of the range. So there will be like a second generation iPhone 10, a 5.8 inch one like now, and also a larger 6.5 inch iPhone 10 plus as well, which we've, I know a lot of you are hoping for that. Um, an even higher price, higher than a thousand dollars. No, (laughs) just what I was hoping for. Yeah, exactly. More money to spend. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I mean, of course the, uh, the Apple hating press have latched onto this and latched onto rumors that iPhone 10 isn't selling as well as the, as the analysts expected. And it's like, uh, it's like the sky's falling in on Apple at the moment and the share price has lost about $4 and everyone's got the doom and gloom outlook. But, um, yeah, they're even saying that you know it's it's it, this is unprecedented for Apple to 
to to completely um, discontinue a top line phone, but it but it isn't. Just as recently as the iPhone five, that that didn't go down the line. That never saw a price cut and went down the line. In fact, it just got discontinued, and then the iPhone five S came out, and uh, the iPhone five C was introduced, mm. the new sort of lower cost version. So there's no precedent here, and I think I was thinking that I reckon this iPhone ten is still gonna be pretty expensive to make, isn't it, with its mm. OLED screen? So they probably can't even afford to shave a hundred dollars off its price if you know whilst maintaining the apple profit margin which of course is their main objective here so um yeah i think this this rumor i think it could make sense but what, what do you think i think you've you've got it there you've hit it right in the end that on the head they're going to introduce a new phone and they don't want to cannibalize on the other new phone that they're going to bring out that isn't oled it's just going to be LCD, which will probably yeah. be the iPhone 9, which will be the stopgap in between. Yes, that's right. Actually, it does solve the naming problem, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because this could, yeah, the high-end one could still be called iPhone 10. It'd be called like the 2018 iPhone 10 or something. And it leaves room to call the new ones um, iPhone 9. Now, I did have a few people, like family, contact me on Facebook sending me this story, which they never do. So I don't know why <laughs> this suddenly geared them into activity but uh, yeah i said it just basically they sent me this link with um they're gonna kill the production of this device with just the word c underneath it (laughs) (laughs) and i went it's a daily mail story for starters so c (laughs) bless them oh dear but uh yeah again yeah they're obviously just not going to make it cheap i mean who knows it's a long way out uh he's got a fairly good record this analyst but he doesn't always get it right he's made just as many mistakes as he's called so yeah. um who knows he only sees the production he doesn't see what the big i think it makes is. a lot of sense yeah. uh this this was very much uh, an edition phone um for their anniversary um and um it was to me a demonstration of what they're possible of what they're capable of doing yeah yeah um if you you know if if you've got enough money and they've they've also proved that there's there's plenty of people out there that will pay that premium uh so yeah i don't think they'll carry on doing it but um that they might do future editions so uh watch this space indeed yeah uh just a bit of extra news from the stories i think we covered last week about Apple bringing all their money back to America. Um, it turns out, apparently, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this at the time, and as far as I know, this is correct. That the the laws, the tax laws that America's bringing into effect is it meant Ameri- uh, Apple would have to pay <laughs> for the tax on if, on the money if they even if they kept it abroad and didn't bring it into the country. So that's why <laughs> they're bringing it into the country. <laughs> so um, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so again, tax law, very complicated. Don't fully understand it, but there you go. So I think that's pretty much it for this week. A fairly packed week there, talking about the HomePod. Um, show, as you might notice, if you're listening to this, you might notice the show's coming out a bit early this week. It's because we're recording it on a Thursday instead of a Saturday, because my weeks, uh, weekends are getting pretty busy. Hopefully, I've come up with a solution, and I can now, I will try it this weekend, and we'll see if I've got a mobile podcasting rig in which case everything will stay normal get moving forward we'll see how things go uh we got no feedback this week as far as i know we got no reviews as well patreon however we had a wonderful person pledge four dollars on on patreon uh martin meadows evans now i know this chap i know he's a very nice chap indeed uh, i've known him for a number of years now and uh thank you very much martin for supporting the show yeah, it's greatly appreciated as, as always if anybody else out there wants to support us on patreon the link is in the show description if you want to head over a and, and, and pledge us some money it'd be greatly appreciated thank you to everybody who already does that it all helps out behind the scenes um i think that's pretty much it this week so all that's left quickly before we run out of time not that we can do that because i set the time is where can we get hold of everyone this week 
<laughs> Alan, where can we get hold of you, sir? Well, probably in this new cafe with its amazing broadband. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, electronically, you can get me on uh, Twitter, where I'm called Storm Gorelli. Storm Do you know what? When we when you vanished off the face of the earth, we realised we don't even know what you look like. <laughs> because there's I've not a picture of you photo. anywhere. No, you haven't. <laughs> I did. There was did once... About months and months ago. Did he ask? I'm sure he just sent us that anonymous picture. Are there you is anonymous? a picture of him, actually, um, which I discovered last week after downloading his word book from the uh, iBook store. I was going to uh, say, was it from like Police 5 or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <In mugshot. laughs> okay, okay. Good stuff, uh, Alan. Uh, Dean, where can we get hold of you, sir? Yeah, you can find me embedded in the Diverge article on, uh, <laughs> on privacy and iOS. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Crafty Dino. Good stuff, sir. And your app? Oh, my app, yeah. Crystal Adblock is on the App Store. If you search for, funny enough, Crystal Adblock. Uh, and and Steve, where can we hold you, sir? Uh, I'm on Twitter and most other social media services as Nibs UK. Now, are, are you going to invite anyone into your store to get, have a HomePod demonstration? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, once we once we get it in, um, I'll be uh, announcing that on Twitter, of course. Um, I'll put it out on the um, on the Twilight Zone Twitter as well, TZD Watford. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody's welcome to come and have a listen. Well, I will. I get coffee as well when I go in there. It's fantastic. I got a pen as well last time. <laughs> Shh, don't tell everyone. What's the speed like? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty you, good, actually. You're okay. There's a calf just down the road. <laughs> Coffee, Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, my name's Cole Mann. You get hold of me on Twitter at Clausio101. You get hold of the show, if you so wish, at Mac and Forth. You can email us if you want. All the links of all the Facebook stuff and the Google Plus are all in the show description. So just head, head on over there to have a read through that and get in touch with us, if you so wish. And I think that's pretty much it for this week. Yet again, lots of Apple news. Fantastic. So until next time, everybody out there, please stay safe and be nice to each other. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.